Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 44 of the IT Career Energizer, a weekly podcast where I chat with inspiring IT professionals, consultants, and experts from around the world. To find out more about the podcast, visit itcareerenergizer.com. And remember to subscribe to get new episodes automatically downloaded to your device. And now let's chat with today's featured guest, Barbara Karkenord. Barbara has designed, written, and taught hundreds of classes in software design, project management, business analysis, software testing, and communication skills. As an early member of the International Institute of Business Analysis, Barbara worked on the development of a worldwide standard for business analysis, the Babbock Guide. Barbara is also an author of several books, including Seven Steps to Mastering Business Analysis. So, Barbara, can I ask you to expand on that brief summary and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Sure, Phil, and thank you for inviting me to join you today. I started out my career in software development um, and was a mainframe programmer, so that will give your listeners an idea that I've been in the industry for quite a while. Uh, And I found that I loved software development, um, and what I really enjoyed was working directly with the stakeholders who would use the software and trying to figure out how I could make their jobs easier. And that's really how I got into business analysis. Um, So I initially did all the business analysis and the requirements when I was building uh, mainframe systems because we didn't have as many defined roles. Um, And then over time, you know, I became a project manager and I've done that kind of work, but I really enjoyed more the requirements and the analysis part of it and trying to figure out how to help people and how to develop software and, and design it in a way that would really help people and make them more efficient, um, make it more usable. And then I got into training because I also enjoyed sharing the knowledge that I had learned with other people and again, helping them to be more effective and more efficient. So really now completely focused in business analysis, as you mentioned, uh, the IIBA, I'm on the the board of directors of that organization. I'm currently the vice chair of the board, and I'm really focused on helping spread the word about what business analysis is and how valuable it is to organizations. And and my real job, that's a volunteer job, but my real job is that I'm a consultant and currently working with a couple companies. One is Blueprint Systems, which uh, offers a requirements management tool So it's really nice to be able to have some automation for people doing business analysis work. Okay. Can you share a unique career tip that the IT career energizer audience need to know and probably don't? Well, it's not just a tip for IT careers. Um, I think it's probably a tip for everyone, but I really want to encourage people to be as honest as they can be. And I say that because... Sometimes honesty is difficult um, when we're working in software development and someone asks you, can you do that? Or do you know how to do that? It's difficult sometimes if you say no, you know, it's more comfortable to say, oh yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I know how to do that. Um, 
but but I really want to encourage people to to have that integrity to be honest to to say what you mean and to also keep your commitments. Um, if you say you're going to do something by Friday, you know, get it done. Admit mistakes. You know, it's okay to make mistakes, and everyone does. And I think if you're consistently truthful and honest, that people will really respect you and. To me, that's one of the most important goals in terms of building a successful career is having, you know, people who have worked with you say, you know, this person is, you know, hardworking, honest, and and I respect what they do. Yeah, I think you can throw in things like dependable and reliable as well. Absolutely. And it sounds so easy and it's so easy for me to say, but sometimes it's very difficult. I mean, it's difficult sometimes to admit a mistake when you're in an environment where there's a lot of blaming it's difficult to say you can't do something when you've got business stakeholders that are expecting that you can or, you know, someone else has told them it can be done. So it, it takes courage to, to step up and, and tell the truth. But if you do it, people will really appreciate that and, and respect that. Can you tell us maybe about your worst IT career moments and what you learned from that experience? <laughs> Those stories that we don't like to talk about, right? <laughs> um, I worked on a project once. I was uh, a contractor, a contract project manager on a project that really felt like everything that could possibly go wrong was going wrong. There's a book that I ended up finding when I was on that project that Jordan wrote called The Death March Project. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but the book really made me feel better because he confirmed that I was on a disaster project. You know, just to give your listeners a flavor, it was we the the company was using uh, a package software, but the package had been customized by the local developers, but they hadn't really documented what they had changed. And we were trying to do an upgrade, and we were about five or six upgrades behind. And the the newer upgrade version that we were going to was on an operating system that they had never used or installed. We didn't have much stakeholder user involvement. They didn't understand what a critical path was. So the plan had the code being done at the same time as the testing. <laughs> the reason that it was my worst career moment was because I walked away. I actually quit the contract and gave up. And I, I'm looking back, I'm disappointed that I did that. I, I should have stuck in there. I should have tried to make the best of the situation. But I got very frustrated and I just felt like, you know, it was not going to be successful. So I got out. And so I, I learned from that. I learned I had to be a little more realistic about, you know, situations and figure out how to deal with them even when they are difficult. Okay. So moving on from your worst IT career, can you tell us about your um, IT career highlight? Yes. And I mentioned that I um, started out as a, a mainframe developer. I worked for one of the large um, domestic auto manufacturers when I first started. And I had um, a really fun project at a very young age. I look back and kind of wonder why they gave me such what turned out to be a very important project. But I got to do initial design, eliciting of requirements, code the whole system, test it, install it, and be there when it ran. And it was an in-process inventory system. And this was back before really the Japanese automakers and some of their techniques had gotten into the domestic automakers. And it was, it was a big, complex um, system that required me to learn a lot about engineering and assembly plant development. And 
it was so complex that the, the software actually ran, it, it took 35 hours to run this inventory and it had to run, it had to run over a weekend. So it was like I had one shot on the weekend and it had to, to work. And I went to, was that a, a location away from my home? I basically started it at the plant and sat in a motel for 30 hours, keeping my fingers crossed that it was actually <laughs> going to get all the way through. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, and it did, it finished. And um, the auditor came in on Sunday night and counted some parts and made sure that my inventory was correct and, and it matched. And so it was, it was very exciting. I mean, I, I really felt like I had accomplished a, a huge task. And I was all by myself in this little motel, but I, I celebrated alone. So. <laughs> <laughs> so what excites you about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT? So many things, Phil. I mean, I, I've been excited about IT from the day that I started, and I still am. Um, I'm really learning a lot and enjoying learning a lot about um, artificial intelligence. I think there's so much opportunity there. I love the idea that Watson can... Um, diagnose illnesses because there are so many factors that come into play when you have to diagnose an illness that a computer can actually bring all those different factors into play much more easily than a human being can. So it's exciting to think that computers can really make people's lives better, save people's lives. You know, that's exciting. Another thing I'm really excited about is uh, the driverless car. You know, 1.4 million people are killed every year in auto accidents. And I expect that within 10 years, that's not going to be the case. We're not going to have auto accidents. Um, so that's, that's really exciting to me. All the changes and everything that, you know, we know is coming, just they just become more and more sophisticated. So it's, it's really exciting that really our whole worlds are going to change. I think it's also exciting that there are certain things we just do not know. Right. Um, it's, it's the unknown adventure as much as anything else. You're absolutely right. Because look at what we've, where we've come, you know, in my career, I feel like I started pretty much, you know, almost when computers were really starting to be used in businesses. And now, you, you know, you can't have a business without a computer. Everything is different. Indeed. And we're going to go into the reveal round now. Are you ready for this? I am ready. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? I think I love the logic and the predictability that you could write software and it would do exactly what you told it to do. Uh, I also love the idea that I could make myself or other people more efficient by uh, automating routine type tasks. Um, I'm, I'm very big on efficiency, so I, I really like that. What is the best career advice you've ever received? That's a hard one. Um, I actually think maybe I would change your question and say the worst career advice I ever received. Um, okay. I was a, I was a manager of a IT group, a group of software developers. And one time my uh, manager told me that I protected my people too much. And I never really agreed with her or understood that. Uh, I always feel like people are the most important part of any system and project. And so I just kept on protecting them and really didn't listen to that advice. <laughs> <laughs> If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? I heard one of your other um, interviewees say database, and I do feel like data is extremely important. So I, I love would love to do more. I've done a lot with data modeling and, and understanding data structures. I think that's extremely important. 
But I might tie in um, now cybersecurity because protecting organizations' data is a huge issue right now. And I think if you're interested in a, a field with a lot of opportunities, understanding data and then understanding how to protect it. And I think it would be kind of fun to sleuth around and look for criminals, you know, yes. in, the, in the cyber world. So I, I think that would be really interesting. Yeah, I think those two you mentioned are, are very complementary and interconnected, definitely. What career objectives are you currently focusing on? I am very focused on continuing to grow the awareness of, of business analysis. It's it's a name that we chose for the IIBA, which may not be completely self-explanatory, but the idea that everybody in an organization should really think about where the value is and should analyze things, should look at things logically. And I, I just want to continue to encourage organizations to support taking the time to think. I think we're, we're all moving at such a quick pace now that sometimes people don't stop and think before they make decisions or before they make choices about how to go forward. And I really want to encourage people to, to do that analysis. What's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer with the same answer, and that is analysis. Um, the, word, the word analysis really, if you look it up in the dictionary, it means the exact same thing as decomposition. So being able to decompose a problem, uh, decompose a potential solution, decompose you know, an existing system is so valuable. And it's, it's hard. It's not always easy. And it's something that you can get better uh, with practice. But breaking things down into manageable pieces that you can study and that you can improve um, has really helped me in everything. It's helped me in writing training materials, writing books, writing software, doing business requirements. Um, so I say analysis and decomposition is, is a very important skill set. Barbara, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT Career Energizer audience? I would say... There's so many areas of IT that find an area, you know, that you love um, and go after it. Learn as much as you can. It's definitely a field where you need to do lifelong learning and you always need to be challenging yourself to, to get different experience and try different things. But it's been a fabulous career for me and I encourage everyone to take a look at it. And if you have any interest at all, um, it, it's it is going to continue to be a very important place for us to be, and, and it's going to help change our world. So I, I would encourage people to, to take a look at it. And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you? I would say LinkedIn, Phil. Um, I don't have my own website, and so that's kind of where I collect information about myself. I have as you mentioned, written a few books. Uh, I've written a lot of articles. I've worked for a few different companies and had a couple different training companies. And so I've kind of left a, a bread trail. If you Google me, find things. But, you know, LinkedIn is kind of the, the best place. If people want to reach out, I'd be happy to link in with people. Barbara, thank you so much for joining me on the IT Career Energizer podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Thank you, Phil. My thanks to Barbara for sharing her advice and experience in today's show. You can find full show notes, including links mentioned during the show, at itcareerenergizer.com slash e44. In the next episode, I'll be talking with Christian Poster, a Chief Architect of Cloud Applications at Red Hat. 
To get this and future episodes automatically downloaded and available to play, simply subscribe to the podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or whichever streaming service you're using to listen in. And remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Thanks for listening, and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.